Have you ever considered what is available to create more magic in your world? If you allowed the mysticism to come through you, imagine the vastness of opportunity you could access. Get ready to listen, share, and experience the mystery of you. Now, here are the hosts of The Mystic Margarita Show, Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. Welcome and hello, everyone. We're so happy you joined Mystic Margaritas on Inspired Choices Network. I'm Marge Bowen. I'm here with my good friend, Margaret Miller. Hello, Margaret. Hello, Marge. How are you today? I am good. I am trying to breathe in good stuff. We've had a lot of fires here in Utah. And I know you know what that's like because you're here too. So our skies are pretty smoky these days. (laughs) It's true. Yeah, but um, we're so excited to talk about today, talk about the 29th Gene Key. And just as a reminder to everyone, the Gene Keys were um, created by Richard Rudd and a beautiful um, contemplation method, uh, also based on the I Ching and astrology. Um, and human design. And so um, the I Ching is the book of change. And so every astrological speaking, everything changes, right? Every every day changes, every week, every month changes. And so with that come a gene key, a particular contemplation or idea. And we're going to discuss one today. Today's gene key is from half-heartedness to devotion by way of commitment. And Margaret, as I was thinking about this gene key and uh, doing some reading about it, it really came to me that this gene key is really about how we, our, our awareness of our own energy and our ability and our life force and our ability to manage that. I think at, a, at a, it really is about that. And so whenever we talk about our life force, I think our life force and our, <clears throat> and our energy we automatically need to encompass the heart. Yeah, yes. <clears throat> I, I like that you put, uh, said it that way, because um, I think it is it, totally about our ability to um, have awareness of, of our energy and you know, ultimately to be the stewards of our own energy, right? And, and so I, I was thinking about this too in, in terms of, and I like the the term is half-heartedness, right? So so we know that it has to do with the heart. We're not fully in our heart if if we are uh, not committed to something. Our heart isn't in it, or you know all these other sayings that 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 relate to that same thing. Um, but but the half-heartedness, you know, when we are not able to. Um, for instance, be the steward of our energy around saying saying yes or saying no, like and saying yes to too many things. That's that that ends up being you know a half-hearted commitment because it's coming from um, fear. It's coming from not being able to um, say no to somebody because of what they might think or how they might react or how they might respond. Sorry, I just dove right in there, but that, that's that really was- good. That's what I was thinking about. Because it really, no, no, that's perfect because it really does have to do with, with our, our, our ability to be conscious and, and in our lives, you know, we, in, in, for most of us, we have to learn to be conscious over time, we become more conscious, right? So 
to me though, this speaks to um, what is, what is a re- the question is for me, what is a reactive person? Some of us who are listening on this uh, call today can think about when am I reactive and what does that mean to be a reactive person? And why am I being a reactive person? What am I reacting to, right? And, you know, sometimes we can define a reactive person as someone who continues to do something that we continue to do something that actually hurts us. Or um, we don't want to let someone else down. We continue to do something that we don't want to do because we don't want to let someone else down. Mm -hmm. Uh, We get stuck in patterns, in life choices, in relationships, in careers that we don't want to be in, but we get stuck in them anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, and um, addiction can be certainly be a part of this. But I think that with all of these reactive responses or internal reactions, there's a lot to this. Um, we certainly are in the victim energy, right? Where we, we hold no power and the power is outside of us. But we also are pretty outer focused too. Yeah, and, and that's I, that kind of goes along with what, um, what I was saying about, you know, not being able to say no or, or, you know, saying yes to too many things because we're, we're requiring the outer response in order to, um, you know, to feel like we're on the right path. And that's, you know, so, so when we talk about what, what is that, what is that half heart heartedness? And you, you kind of said this too, it's like, you know, we can say it, it, it's, it lacks the energy, our, our, our awareness uh, is not inside of ourselves. It's not in our hearts. So it lacks the energy of our, you know, our life force behind it. And it's, and it's based on usually based on fear of something. It sure is. Fear is, this is, this is the fear. (laughs) Um, Nemesis here is fear for sure. Um, And when we are in fear, we have to kind of ask, well, why are we in fear? Fear is such a great survival emotion. And so, you know, we are running, we are operating from a place of fear when we are really responding or reacting to how, what we've learned growing up, all of what we've been told to believe, um, what has been modeled for us. And, you know, we have to go in our lives through a process of evaluating. That's really what heart chakra is about, is we all of a sudden start processing from our heart what we've learned in our family unit, what we've learned in society, what we've learned in our church, what we've learned here. And does that mesh with who I really am? Does that match what I've come to learn and about me? Does that feel right to me? So there's this process of taking what we've learned from everything outside of ourselves and really making it our own or not making it our own. Mm-hmm. And I think along with that, I, I'm, you know, cause that builds on itself. That's a process that, that builds on itself. Right. And, and so is the process of our making um, our moment to moment decisions, right? That, yes. that's a, that, 
that creates our life, that creates our future, these moment to moment decisions. And if they're made from, you know, if we, if we have the awareness and the um, stewardship of our own energy um, and are able to bring our, our attention and awareness down into our, our heart and feel what really is you know, what really is us and what really resonates with us, then our decision making process becomes more clear. And the commitment naturally flows out of that. It does naturally flow out of that. And before we even get to that heart and before we learn how to maneuver that heart energy, you can kind of hear the mental aspect of the first chakra, second chakra and third chakra, right? The first chakra of you know, it's based on fear because we come into the family unit, hopefully in security and safety. But if we don't, there's a lot of fears in that, right? And we may or may not learn to feel things. We, we may have shut down in that process. We may or may not have learned how to put boundaries in place in relationships, right? And honor ourselves. So we have to think through all this. And then third chakra is about acting. So we have to learn how to behave in the world, you know, act and create something in the outer world. So it's, you can hear all the mental intensity of the first three chakras. And then we get to the heart chakra and it's like, okay, I've got to, in some ways, let go of this mental self and start to really move into internalizing what I've learned in a deeper emotional space. Mm -hmm. Well, that's beautifully said. It really is. And then from there, right, we go into expressing that and then balancing, you know, the ment in our brow, balancing the mental with, with the heart. And then really the crown is knowing who we are. It's such a beautiful energetic progression really of our lives. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, and when we, when we're able to do that, then I, I just got reminded of this quote, um, it says half-hearted, this is from Richard Rudd, of course, with the Gene Keys in it. It says half-heartedness robs you of your opportunity to, to participate in life's mystery. It, it's, it stalls life's natural tendency towards the magical and the profound. So half-heartedness robs you of your opportunity to participate in life's mystery. It stalls life's natural tendency towards the magical and profound. And that, and that's, you know, it's the reason I repeated it is it's like we have this natural connection to and ability to flow with life it's 11 11 right now i just looked at the clock <laughs> anyway that's sort of a magical number for me and 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 you know and when we are able to to really trust in that flow of life right then then we are in and have that connection to the, with the mind and the heart together then we are able then then that 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 flow of the magic and the mystery just it naturally unfolds and and so we know that you know we know that i think everybody has had some experience of that if they look for it you know this over the weekend i took time out to go to a couple of free local concerts. And um, I'm always amazed. I, I love music and I love listening to and watching musicians because music is such a beautiful expression of 
the heart <laughs> to me. And in one of these concerts, it was a 20 year old, a tw- Sammy Brew. Sammy, if you're out there listening to this, you're an amazing young person, Sammy Brew. And he, st- he stands up there with his guitar. And one of my favorite things is to watch a musician that everything, they just reek this inner truth of music. In other words, they cannot not do music. Music is so vibrating in every aspect of who they are that that is the only path. That is their genius. And that is the only path that they, they're going to live in this life because they just reek music, right? So he writes 20 years old and he writes these amazing deep songs full of poetry and far beyond his years, you know, the topics are, and playing that guitar like there's no other. And, you know, talk about wholeheartedness. I always see it. It's so beautifully modeled in musicians. And so I'm always so grateful to be in the presence of, of that. It's such a great teacher of all of us. Wow. That is like the best example of the whole pathway from half-heartedness to devotion, because when you're, when you're describing that, what you, what you can feel, I mean, it drips and oozes devotion, right? It does. Yeah, (laughs) that's beautiful. And you know, the the thing, as you say that, the thing about devotion is it's not a conscious thing. Mm -mm. It happens as we become wholehearted. It also makes me think of marriage. Now you've been married how many years, Margaret? Um, We've been uh, in together 23 years, I think. 23 years. And for me, I just celebrated on... um, that magical day of August 8th, right, which was the new moon and the Lion's Gate and all of that, that was our anniversary. And so it's 34 years for yeah. us. Yeah. And anyone, any, anyone that's listening to this, if you've been married for over 20 years, or, you know, several, several years and several decades, you, we can all see this interesting ride of half-hearted sometimes to wholehearted yeah. to devotion. Yeah. Um, I think it takes I think that's what relationships teach us, long-term relationships. <laughs> I, I think so too. And and isn't it, it and the and the devoted the devotion sneaks up on you, like you said, it's not like an active, it's you're not even there. You are or you're just in that that deep commitment, that wholeheartedness, and all of a sudden you're just flowing with that energy like the musician. Yeah. And it is a constant, just one more thing before we go on break, because I'd like to talk about it when we come back. It is not a constant flow of wholeheartedness in those umpteen years of marriage. So maybe we can chat about that when we come back. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, you're listening to Mystic Margaritas. We're Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back. Have you ever wondered what mysticism truly is? Dancing with the mystic within you creates great opportunities that lead to magical changes. This magic is how our energy fields and intuition support us in relationships, work, finances, and well, just having fun. Mystic Margaritas is created from both of our names being Margaret, which means pearl. Our combined experience and knowledge have created pearls we would love to share with you as you navigate your life. Margaritas in this context represents the sweet and salty of life. Listen for the Mystic Margarita Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 
12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Mystic Margarita Show with Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to mysticmargaritas at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. I'm Marge Bowen. I'm here with my friend, Margaret. We're the Mystic Margaritas, and we're talking about half-heartedness to devotion. And um, Margaret, this idea that marriage, right? And for people who have lived, like Haley, who's on the call, she's been married 17 years. You've been together 24 years, I think you said. Is that correct? 24 years? Yeah, ish. 23 years. (laughs) Yep. I have that four in my mind because it's been 34 years for me. And so- You know, this, this half-heartedness, you know, commitment is an interesting thing. And this whole conversation of half-heartedness to devotion is all about commitment. And, um, you know, we make commitments when we go into relationship with someone for the long distance, whether, you know, in a partnership. And, uh, you know, a lot, as we all know, a lot of those commitments aren't fulfilled. Right. And so there's a lot of people who end marriages and end relationships and partnerships. Commitment is really difficult. And there's that a lot of this has to do with our own fears again and finding our way to wholeheartedness. And so in a long term marriage, you know, it isn't always fun, it isn't always easy. And there are probably, for me personally, there have been moments where. I'm wondering, do I really want to fulfill my commitment? And, you know, we, we can't do all the work from our mind. It just, it won't get us. That's what's happening. When I get to a place where it's, can I continue, you know, in this marriage, you know, can I fulfill my commitment in this marriage? Cause I think I'm done. That's all mental. And it takes a little excavation to get down to, well, what's my fear here? What are the fears that are operating? And then down to below that of, well, hey, I mean, I love this guy. I can't imagine living life without this guy. (laughs) Right. Oh, and there might be many of those little, what I call come to Jesus meetings with the heart. There are. So I, I don't know why this sparked this particular story in me, but but it did. So so um, the reason that why I, I said, you know, I sort of went, well, 23 years ish is that that we. Um, uh, Doug asked me to marry him uh, probably a year after we started um, seeing each other, maybe it was 
it was two years and and um we decided to ask uh, my mentor loretta the, the uh, beautiful spiritual astrologer um for the best date for our our marriage and she says well i've found the best date the, the best possible date for the next 500 years <laughs> but you might not like it because you're going to have to wait five years to get married <laughs> and so we did we did and and so um it 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 was this process of knowing that we were committed to that and that that it was okay for us to just wait until that date it was the um it was called the harmonic concordance it's where the um six planets made uh two grand trines in the heavens uh the you know like the star of david in the heavens one facing wow. up and one facing down and so it was a um it was a very powerful date and um worth the wait right and then and so and so then you know going through all of these years um really experiencing that we've really experienced mostly commitment and very little half-heartedness and when the half-heartedness shows up it stinks <laughs> i mean it's so blatantly obvious that we are able to um I think you know just dive into it pretty quickly and and go okay what's up here because we're not we're not acting in our normal way together yeah. and and it doesn't mean you know it doesn't mean that we haven't had arguments and we haven't had difficult times and things where i'm saying oh my goodness you know i'd rather i'd rather do this on my own or what you know yeah you know, but i always come back to that same thing that you just described of oh I couldn't imagine being without him in my life. In fact, that's what I get scared about if I'm going to get scared about anything. <laughs> right. Well, and you know, I, in, in reading about all of this and thinking about all of this, you know, Richard Rudd also says there are no incorrect decisions in life. And that's an interesting thing to think about because, you know, I've known, I've, I've known women that have been married for, Oh my gosh, I, I knew I've known one that was married for 42 years, something like that, and ended up getting divorced, you know, and you think, oh my gosh, that's, you, th you would think you'd work through all your stuff, but you know what, every, this is such a beautiful representation of how we all have our lessons we need to learn and we learn many, but it might be the biggest one that we learn after 42 years of marriage and to move into wholeheartedness, it's necessary to move out of that relationship. You know what I mean? It's because you don't know the path. That's it. This is such a risk. It's such a risk to devotion because you don't know the path. That's right. And that's why, you know, that's what causes us to stay in half-heartedness is that fear of the unknown and and but when we're committed to something then the when we really are committed then the path is what's important and the destination doesn't matter it doesn't you know we're not concerned about it if we, it but when we oh god when we're being um just bombarded with our fears uh, then we're going to second guess those things. And I like what you said, um, uh, 
uh, about um, you know there's no wrong there's no wrong decisions here, and uh, because there's a, there's a lot of teachers that that remind us of that. Um, uh, Abraham, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, gosh, I've forgotten her name. <laughs> uh, Esther Hicks. Uh, Esther Hicks. Thank you. Um, she, you know, she talks about that a lot. Where if you're going to make a decision, you know, feel it in your heart. What's the lightest one? What lights you up? And then line up with it. Get behind it 100% and go for it and see it through to the end. And that's going to be the right decision. It's not that one's better than the other. It could have been the other decision that you made. If you line up with it, it's going to work. There are many roads to Rome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, sorry. And, I, I, sorry. Oh, right. I, I'm, 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 I'm so excited. <laughs> so I just, I feel like um, that, that this is like also a, um, it's our opportunity to really, really know that no matter what we choose, if we are coming from our heart, then the universe lines up with us and, and really allows us um, and affords us luck and opportunity and, and grace right and when it's when we're half-hearted about something or we're doubting our decision we're going you know we're going back and going oh did i make the right choice did i make you know then then all of the energies are 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 dissolving and they're going back into chaos and and there's no there's no luck there's actually misfortune that comes down that path because you're going to start you're just going to start attracting worst case scenarios. And, and that's the half-hearted. That's the half-heartedness because when I start questioning my decision, then that's a mental process. So I've just left out the heart at that moment. And that's what you're saying is that, you know, when I can connect and what Esther Hicks is saying, right? When I can connect really from not just the heart, but the energy of the heart, right? The joy, the feeling, the, the, the energy that I get from that heart space, then that is, is my soul's voice. That is, that is the voice of my soul. That's listening to the inner yes and trusting it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that uh, completely. And so, and then if we do, if we follow the path of um, commitment and we are able to, um, do that lining up and making, you know, making the choice and lining up with it, then, then there's this ease and flow that's happening in our lives that everything that occurs, like everything that comes into our awareness, the synchronicities that start to abound, which they will in any kind of commitment in relationships in in, you know, a commitment to a particular a job or, or, or a project or whatever it is, those things are going to line up um, more and more and more. And then eventually that, and deepen that commitment and deepen it. And, and you get lost, not lost, you get immersed in uh, and 
and just saturated in the joy of whatever that commitment is. And there is no, there's, you know, there, it will flow until its natural conclusion. Well, and, and, when, and you would, when, when, you're, you, when you're operating from the heart space, then you'll recognize this natural conclusion. And I think that's the trust part we're talking about here. Because it's, you know, it, it, sometimes life has, we have a lot of options. We have a lot of choices. We, we may not know when to take action, right? When to move into something different, when to sell the house and move here or, you know, leave a job or whatever. We may not know. Um, but I think it's it speaks to that wholehearted connection and uh, um, existence if we can feel a deep trust that I will know when, if we ignore that voice from the heart, then things happen to us. That's we're back into that reactive. So I might, I might get fired from my job. That happens all the time, right? Where truly, you know, I got fired because I really wasn't doing the job that well. I was doing it half-hearted because I really didn't want that job. And so that led, but I, I didn't want to make a change to that job. You know, I was too afraid to change that job. I was too afraid that I might not find another job or whatever the fears are. And then I get fired, right? So, I mean, we see these, these things that happen and in a way they're synchronicities <laughs> because they're an opportunity for me to really reflect on what I need to learn in my own heart space to become more conscious. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it, it's almost like that, yes, that those are synchronistic events too for sure and they but they are the universe kick, giving you the kick in the pants kind of a synchronicity yeah, a two right? by four. <laughs> yes we've talked yeah. about the two by four method before yeah, <laughs> yeah it's true we like, we like to not do it that way if we can <laughs> yes let's 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 go for clarity grace and ease uh, so you. let's go ahead Let's go ahead and take our break now. You're listening to Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller on Inspired Choices Network. We're Mystic Margaritas and we'll be right back. Have you ever wondered what mysticism truly is? Dancing with the mystic within you creates great opportunities that lead to magical changes. This magic is how our energy fields and intuition support us in relationships, work, finances, and, well, just having fun. Mystic Margaritas is created from both of our names being Margaret, which means Pearl. Our combined experience and knowledge have created pearls we would love to share with you as you navigate your life. Margaritas, in this context, represents the sweet and salty of life. Listen for the Mystic Margarita Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. 
This is the Mystic Margarita Show with Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to mysticmargaritas at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Thanks for listening, everyone. We're so glad you joined us. So I loved what you said before we went on break, Margaret. You said clarity, grace, and ease. I live in clarity, grace, and ease. I love that. And because, you know, in the I Ching, the book of change, this um, I Ching is called the abyss or danger. And it's because it's about fear in the psyche. Because when there's fear in the psyche, we don't have access to uh, the access to our inner truth is blocked. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that creates this half heartedness we're operating on a lot of false um, beliefs that have accumulated out of survival in our younger lives. And it's about excavating our heart space to find out what is false in us, as we've been talking about. And when we can do that, then we really, when we learn to do that, we really do live in clarity, grace, and ease. I just love that you said that. Well, thank you. And I love that you said excavating the heart space. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> just delicious. <laughs> that's exactly right. I mean, do we really have to do that in order to, I mean, we have to, we have to dig deep in order to really, really come in contact with our heart's desires and, and to not give in or be, you know, completely bombarded by um, our social self or our, you know, our, that structured self that thinks that, that they have, to, we have to, you know, um, do what society says or do what, um, you know, our parents said 50 years ago or whatever, you know, whatever it was. And instead, move forward with what's in our heart that requires that digging deep that huge excavation of the heart i love that you said that <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> thank so you yes. well, it's also why there is no incorrect decisions in life because every decision in life opens up an opportunity for that excavation because we may move you know we some might be difficult and challenge us and and even make us feel pain. You know, we might even not physical pain, but mental or emotional pain, right? And so, you know, every choice in life, every decision in life leads somewhere that that illuminates our lessons, what we need to know about ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that's how we move again into consciousness, right? And that is the path of devotion, really, because we learn from consciousness and knowing ourselves, we learn how to stay in the present and how to honor our ourselves and our heart and um, give that back to the world. So uh, mm -hmm. we, we do gain that clarity and uh, the ease. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think every time that we've done um, a show right before the show, within a couple of days of the show, I'm made aware 
of the shadow <laughs> of whatever gene key we're going to be talking about in in really big ways in my life and it's been such a it's been such a pleasure to to be doing this with you and to and to really start excavating this way because you know right now there's i can see i can feel in certain areas of my life there is that that it's going to that rarefied frequency of devotion but there are these a couple of areas where i'm still i still my my pattern is to overcommit and then either like hang on too long and try to try to you know push through to the end because i have to keep that commitment i have to be in integrity i have to keep my word i have to blah 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 you know on and on and on or i get to the point where i'm so overloaded that i become completely unreliable and can't keep yeah. any of my commitments yeah. and and that's what I've been, you know, it's, it's been this wonderful process for me. It has actually not been wonderful. It sucked. <laughs> but but it I mean, not it is, always fun. Right, right. But it is a wonderful process. It will be, you know, as I, as I move through it and, and start to clean these things up for myself and realize that not, I can't keep everything, yeah. you know, everything, you know, the, the impermanence of things. Right. I was being reminded, um, Doug plugged in um, uh, a CD the other day in the truck about the, it was um, Eckhart Tolle. And he was talking about, um, you know, the impermanence of things. And yeah. it's like, this too shall pass, you know. And, and so go ahead and loosen your grip and surrender. I guess that's that's where I wanted to go with this is that, that there is this surrendering to the commitment surrendering to where that commitment takes you that allows that that clarity grace and ease to just start to flow in our lives and you can tell when it's there um probably mostly because of the discord that's there when it's not <laughs> no thank you for modeling that because you know what you just the way you just described the challenges you've walked through recently, you really did model that, you know, we can walk through these challenges and not react in such a way, right? Not, not stay attached to something in such a way, not to be able to let go of ex some expectations in such a way um, that we embrace the experience without a lot of because the way you talked about there, there wasn't a lot of judgment there was not a, there was not a lot of blame and shame there was just a lot of compassion that i have this to learn for myself in life and so i'm going to surrender to this lesson and really be grateful that i have the opportunity to dance with this right now that is a beautiful way of being in the world mm -hmm. yeah i i think that Thank you for that. That I think that the quality of being able to be gentle with ourselves and and finding compassion for ourselves is is something that um, I'm beginning to treasure in my life. That I didn't, you know, I obviously I did not know it before yes. uh, earlier in my life, and and now I I realize that 
that it's it really is a beautiful gift to just be able to be gentle and have compassion and have a sense of humor also about you know yeah. <laughs> about the messes that i get myself into still you know <laughs> and i think exactly what you're saying i think this is the value of of aging and you know i think in our culture we have such a young minded culture and we don't value aging in our culture as much as other cultures and we uh we have a lot of judgments on it but i'll tell you there is such beautiful wisdom in the older years of life that it you know anyone listening to that whenever we have an ability an, an opportunity to be be around our elders and be around people who have lived decades in this life and listen to their wisdom that is a gift we, I hope we all take advantage of because age is the great equalizer. You know, it, it's what, it's that time thing again, that teaches us so much, you know, that we're not in this life forever. And so as the closer we get to not forever to the ending, you know, the more crystal clear we become hopefully in our hearts <laughs> and minds, right? Yeah. Hopefully, you know, hopefully. and, 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 and there, yeah, uh, there's, I can't remember who this is from, but um, you can't get it wrong and you'll never get it done. <laughs> <laughs> that's very, that's right. That's exactly right. Well, I, um, I have a quote that um, I actually, I think I pulled this out of uh, Carolyn Mace's book, uh, Anatomy of the Spirit, which is a beautiful older book, but such wisdom in there. And uh, it says, if you are in, if, if you are sincere, you have success, you have success in your heart and whatever you do succeeds. So I'm going to say that one more time. If you are sincere, you have success in your heart and whatever you do succeeds. Mm -hmm. That speaks to the wholeheartedness and the devotion to living from that place. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. That's beautiful. I was thinking about um, the, the Sabian symbol for today, and I, I'm trying to bring it up exactly what it was again. Um, but it was it was sort of talking about what you just said. And um, if I can find it really quickly, I will. Maybe when we get back. But because it's it's. Um, we're in we're still in leo in the um the sun is still in leo right now and the, the latter part of leo is um really talking about us knowing ourselves right leo is like is 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 ruled by the sun and so it's like our essence our life spirit and and it's it likes to be on stage and it likes to sh you know not to show off but to really to shine Right. And to and in order to do that, we have to understand what's really, truly in our hearts. Right. We have to yes. really come from that place. And that's that's kind of, um, you know, then 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 we then we will find ourselves um, swimming in the sea of devotion without even knowing it. Right. Because we're it's it's just who we are. That's right. Like the musicians on stage that can't yeah. help but just sing their songs that they've written from their heart, from their experiences, how they see the world and put it into this beautiful expression into the world, you know? Right. 
Right. So let's go ahead and take our break now. And when we come back, let's dive into this devotion. Okay, sounds good. (laughs) We're Mystic Margaritas, Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. You're listening to Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back. Have you ever wondered what mysticism truly is? Dancing with the mystic within you creates great opportunities that lead to magical changes. This magic is how our energy fields and intuition support us in relationships, work, finances, and, well, just having fun. Mystic Margaritas is created from both of our names being Margaret, which means pearl. Our combined experience and knowledge have created pearls we would love to share with you as you navigate your life. Margaritas, in this context, represents the sweet and salty of life. Listen for The Mystic Margarita Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Mystic Margarita Show with Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to mysticmargaritas at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. All right, devotion, Margaret. Devotion. You know, it's interesting to think about devotion and how and where devotion is in the world, where, where it's been in our lives, right? How have we been devoted up to this point? You know, are we, we're devoted to family or we're devoted to church. Um, we're devoted to um, I don't, our work, you know, uh, our animal, whatever it is, you know, we're devoted in a lot of ways. But I think this is a little bit of a, of a twist, this devotion we're talking about, because it's really a devotion of the heart, as I see it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I, I agree. I think that, um, you know, when you first started saying that, it's like, how do we how do we know that we're uh that we've moved into devotion from commitment right and and i i thought about um the there's another quote in there and i'm i'm just going to paraphrase because i can't remember it but he's uh richard Rudd says devotion is commitment gone mad right it's lost its mind it's lost its mind and and so um yeah so we it's we are fully in the heart and 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 when we when we have those that feeling like like i was saying before the show i was saying you know the the devotion to the horse nation you know that 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 i have I have that and I feel it, it floods out of my being. It makes me cry just even trying to, you know, express Mm -hmm. it. It's just oozes out of me, right, you know? And so I know that that, that's the devotion. Yes, yes, beautifully said. And I think that um, what can bog down being in devotion is certainly this um, false self-confidence maybe which is all about being in fear Um, and also expectations, you know, and they can prevent us from being fully committed too. Right. Right. Cause it will, because you're not fully committed. If, if you, if you have 
an ex expectation of one particular outcome, then then what if that particular outcome doesn't happen, right? You're going to go into doubt and you're going to go into fear and you're going to go into worry or you're going to get frustrated or, or what it, whatever it is. And then you are you're not committed anymore because when you're committed, the obstacle is just like, oh, here I have a speed bump. Here I have a, a bump in the road, but I'm going to do what it takes. You know, I had an emergency with my horse uh, this past week and, and, and boy, I went, you know, I got scared and I, there was a lot of stuff going on, but, but my being just said, okay, next, what do we got to do now? Now, now get her loaded in the trailer. Let's get her to the hospital. Let's do what we have to do and, and follow it through. And, you know, there's all kinds of, you know, financial consequences and all, all kinds of other things <laughs> that go along with, with all of that. But, you know, I, I can be, I could have been afraid of those and, and ne uh, those kinds of commitments and never had horses to begin with, because it's almost guaranteed that something's going to happen. <laughs> that's right. Well, that's right. That's, and that is, is like those of us that, that never start a relationship, never enter, enter into one out of a fear that I might be rejected or I might, I won't be loved or this won't, you know, belief that it won't work out, you know, and, and I think the expectations is an interesting one too, because we have expectations that we've learned from childhood, right? Maybe we're expected to be the responsible one and um, anywhere, anywhere in our lives. And with that role that we're playing, that expectation that was placed on us, we, over, we are overly responsible to the point of eliminating our, our true heart desires, right? Our needs and our, our boundaries. So it's a constant, you know, overextending, overextending, overgiving, whatever, um, to be responsible and leaving ourselves out of the equation. And that, and that can lead to, you know, meltdowns and things like that, that we've talked about, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, expectations are interesting. So again, to get back to devotion, um, you know, finding that inner heart sincerity, right? Um, the, the path to honoring the commitment to live authentically and by and unheart centered, as you always say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, trusting, trusting the heart and being able to follow the guidance that is there and without fail, like that, that's devotion. And, um, you know, part of the uh, discussion in, in the Gene Keys book about this is, is talking about, you know, that the, the city of devotion, when somebody actually enters into that state permanently, they, they don't care about, they, they lose themselves completely and they're devoted to whatever it is that they're devoted to. And so from the outside, it could look really irresponsible and it could look really messy. And I want to, I want to say this because the, the, the um, Sabian symbol in a, this is another astrological um, way of looking at things is the Sabian symbols, one symbol for each degree of the Zodiac. So, we were just shifted from this one into the next one, but it's 24 degrees of Leo and it's, and it's um, a, a 
a, an untidy, unkept, unkempt man um, in devotion. It, it actually is <laughs> about being this, uh, this, you know, he's a yogi and he's, he doesn't care about his, his, you know, physicality. He, you know, somebody has to feed him. Somebody has to, you know, remind him to eat and, and bathe and, and do all these things because he's so far into that devotedness. Isn't that interesting that this is the, the um, Sabian symbol? And then the next one is about is a camel crossing the desert and, and having um, this incredible self-reliance and knowing that it all is taken care of. Mm. Yeah. It's so powerful. And, and in that, I, I just can't help but again, hear the lack of the mental self ruling. You know, it's a loosening, a letting go, not, not eliminating. We need that. Right. But it's a loosening, a letting go and a meshing um, to the rest of the information we hold in our in our heart and in our fields. And yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, you know, that that's a beautiful way of looking at it, too, because we when we lose when we loosen our grip on on the mental process and, try, you know, trying to figure out what's going to, you know, what's the right choice or whatever and go into our body then the the heart makes the choice the heart knows what it is and the the mind can do what it's supposed to do and act you know take the action on it yes right yeah so let's see next week we are going to be uh looking at the 59th gene key which is the uh, shadow of dishonesty, the gift of intimacy, and the city of transparency. Ooh. <laughs> Uh-oh. What are the for next week? <laughs> Since they always show up for us, Margaret, hold on to your britches. <laughs> I know, I know. I can't wait. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, so... so I had a little experience um, yesterday. I don't know if I can. We only have a, about thirty seconds, but but just of that feeling of of that that heart opening feeling that is devotion. And I wish for all of our listeners um, beautiful day and and to look at your commitments and look at what you're devoted to. Nice. Thank you, Margaret. Yeah. Have a beautiful week. Thank you for choosing to listen to the Mystic Margarita Show. Marge and Margaret will return next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, drink up the magic in you.